welcome to the Legal Marketing Studio, a podcast devoted to examining successful marketing strategies driving new business development at law firms from the largest international firm to the solo attorney. The podcast is a production of Picture More Business, a corporate photography studio with a core focus on the legal industry. I'm Michael Meyer, the host of the Legal Marketing Studio. In this episode, I am joined by Ethan Wall, founder of Social Media Law and & Order and author of the Social Media Guide for Lawyers. Ethan honed his craft for eight years as an internet attorney and keynote speaker, teaching lawyers about the effect of social media on the practice of law. Recognizing social media's expanding presence and the need for rules of the road, he founded Social Media Law & Order to advise lawyers, law firms, and leaders in the legal community as they seek to navigate social media, marketing, and ethics to achieve their desired results. This episode is part three of three of my conversation with Ethan Wall. Uh, in this final episode of the three, we're going to be looking at some of the ethical considerations. Uh, so welcome back. It's funny, we could almost eliminate the content and engagement aspects because it really keeps coming back to the strategy aspect. You know, what are you trying to get out of it? And then from there, everything else sort of flows. We should have just spent an hour talking about strategy. Um, but you know, the other, the other sort of, you know, elephant in the room in legal is, is the ethical considerations. So I want to, I want to move on to that in the examples you've given throughout the conversation. You know, you mentioned, you know, what if some, you know, an attorney in Las Vegas uh, or, or Los Angeles, excuse me. Um, what about Dallas, you know, Florida, uh, Boston, social media is, there's is is borderless, right? I mean, your your strategy is going to depend upon where you are in terms of where you target demographically, uh, and re, uh, geographically, but social media crosses outside of whatever limits you may place on it in terms of who you're trying to reach strategically. Uh, but the rules do have borders and do have boundaries, and they're different between different states. So how do you? I guess let's start with the big question. First is, what are some of the overarching concerns that attorneys should be looking at in terms of ethics? And then for those that work in, you know, multiple jurisdictions or, you know, or uh, how do they stay on top of rules in multiple locations, uh, especially when the platforms that they're using might not respect those, those boundaries? First of all, the question is to understand do the legal advertising ethics rules apply to my social media content and the answer is always if you're producing content from your law firm's profile the answer is yes and if you're producing content from your personal profile and there's anything to do with your law firm on there whether you're mentioning the name of your law firm or you share the fact that you're an attorney the legal advertising ethics rules are going to reach you there as well so you always have to assume that the rules are going to apply so another question is what rules apply to me because social media is borderless? And the answer to that question is typically where it is that you are practicing. So I'm, I am licensed here to say the Florida, and so the Florida legal advertising ethics rules are going to apply to me. And they're going to apply regardless of whether my content can be seen by somebody in Florida or if they can be seen by somebody in Oregon. So why is that? The reason is that let's say that I wrote an article in the local Miami Herald, our newspaper down here in Miami, and people in Miami are going to read it. And let's say that somebody from Oregon got a copy of my article and they thought that I did something unethical in there. Let's say that I was soliciting them specifically or I was revealing client communication. 
it doesn't make sense that the Oregon State Bar is going to say, Ethan, you violated our bar ethics rules because someone reviewed or received your content in our state. I know that I'm going to be subject to the Florida advertising ethics rules. This analysis might be a little different if I'm targeting people in Oregon specifically. If I'm saying through my content, hey, Oregon residents, or if I'm using targeted advertising towards Oregon saying, hey, if you slipped and fell in Portland, you know, call me and I can help. But if I'm not licensed in Oregon, maybe the Oregon bar can come after me for potentially unlicensed practice of law if I've got a virtual office there. But for the most part, you're going to be governed by your state bar association's rules. And so it's so very important to understand how the legal advertising ethics rules in your jurisdiction apply to you and your law firm and your content. And while we can discuss generally what are some of the primary ethics, ethical pitfalls an attorney might experience regardless of what jurisdiction that you're in, because for the most part, the rules are, are similar, you do need to understand that when you're taking our general discussion today, that you don't just take it on faith, like you're taking it on legal advice, you wanna make sure that the concepts that we're talking about are consistent with your jurisdiction's ethics rules and any legal ethics opinions or any guidance that your state bar may have given that specifically applies your existing ethics rules to your activities on social media. Are there any basics that, uh, that, every, that, that really do apply across the board? Anything that you can say, this is, I mean, I guess not. I mean, I, I suppose it comes back to the disclaimer at the beginning. It's, it, yeah, you, you need to find someone who can give you legal advice. Across the board. And while the specific nuances might be different, I can give some examples that uh, everybody can be familiar with. So the first thing is, is your social media post a legal advertisement? Because if we are publishing a legal advertisement on television or in a banner ad or in a newspaper, we know that there are certain types of disclaimers and disclosures that we need to include along with our posts, along with our, our advertising, uh, to make sure that we're compliant with the rules. And so regardless of what your jurisdiction that you're in, your jurisdiction is going to have minimum advertising rules. In Florida, for example, I need to, at minimum, include the name of the law firm or at least one lawyer who's responsible for the content of the ad and two, the primary office where services are going to be performed. And so if my social media content is an ad, I have to make sure that my content either has Ethan Wall or the social media law firm and something that says office is Miami. Now, how often do you see a tweet from someone that is an attorney that says like office is Miami, office is St. Louis. The answer is not much. So one of the things that's important for us to figure out is, is the content that we're publishing from either our law firm's profile or our personal profile a legal advertisement or is it just a general social media post that's about the firm or about you attending a networking event or about sharing a blog that one of your attorneys has authored. It's important to figure out, you know, what type of content that you're posting and whether or not it can be considered an ad for the legal advertising purposes. So that's one issue that regardless of where you are across the board, you want to be aware of. And regardless of what state you're in, the State Bar of California 
has released an ethics opinion that analyzes five different types of social media uh, content and analyzes whether or not those are ads. I've expanded upon those on my blog at socialmedialawandorder.com. So for a good primer about where to start about ads, that might be a good resource for you to check out. The second issue that goes across the borders is the ethical issue of direct solicitation with a prospective client. So every jurisdiction has this rule. It's known in conversation as the solicitation rule. And what the solicitation rule is designed to protect is ambulance chasing. No offense, PI attorneys out there. But what I mean is that they wanted to stop the practice of attorneys literally chasing after ambulances or going into a hospital and handing their business cards to people they don't know and soliciting them for business. It didn't look good for the profession, and we have a rule that stops it. The question is, how does that direct solicitation rule apply on social media? On the one hand, it's clear that if, some, if someone posts that, oh my gosh, I got into a car accident, and you send them a direct message through Facebook Messenger to say, hey, I see you're in an accident, I can help you recover damages, that's a solicitation. Also, if someone posts about that car accident on their Facebook timeline, and you reply to their comment and say, hey, I'm a personal injury attorney, I can help you get damages for your accident, those are both communications with a prospective client that would potentially violate almost any state solicitation rules against that person falls into one of the particular exceptions. And states are different on their exceptions, but they're usually current clients, past clients, family members, um, and possibly someone with whom you have an existing personal or professional relationship with. That one differs from state to state. But if that person didn't fit into any of those different qualities, you might violate the solicitation rules. So it's important to understand how those rules apply so that you can still create attractive and engaging content on your social media page. And you can still engage with your Facebook friends and followers, but you do so in a manner that doesn't run afoul with your specific state bars, ethics rules. And those are just two examples of rules that are likely going to be found in every jurisdiction, but that there may be unique nuances that apply to your jurisdiction and mine. I mean, would it be fair to say that if you have questions, you should probably find an attorney in your local jurisdiction who specializes in this that you can ask? A couple different ways you can go about it. So most state bars have an ethics hotline or an ethics attorney that you can speak to. Florida is wonderful. They have the Florida Bar Ethics Hotline. You can call anonymously and say, I'm an attorney, I have this ethics question, and they'll give you some advice over the phone. So if your state bar has that resource, that's terrific. Um, second thing would be to look for some guidance online. As I mentioned, my blog has a ton of resources on it. Uh, that would be one place to start. But your third resource would then be to speak with someone specifically who's within your jurisdiction that knows the rules or with a social media and digital marketing expert for lawyers, because they're going to likely be familiar with the rules regardless of the different jurisdictions that you're in. What you don't want to do is post first and ask questions later. Uh, you'd rather know what the potential rules are in the beginning before you begin executing a strategy, and then be comfortable with what you can or can't post, and then be free to play within that sandbox, meaning be free to you know, post at will once you're armed with the information that you need to know about what you can or can't do with your particular content or your particular advertising strategy. You know, digital 
generally is always a, a disruptor and it's constantly changing and it's changing faster than ethics rules can keep up. Um, I mean, it's changing faster than social norms can keep up. I mean, we've been seeing that for um, across industries uh, for years now. Is there a point where attorneys do do have to engage on social media, even though it's going to be changing faster than the ethics rules can keep up? Is there a point where it's never going to be 100% safe and you are going to have to engage in some way? As you say, technology advances much faster than the law can adapt. And I was asked recently during a media interview whether or not we should create specific ethics rules directed for social media. I said that the answer is probably no. And the reason is that, you know, Facebook is different from Twitter, which is different from LinkedIn, and there's nothing stopping these technologies from innovating constantly and therefore changing the rules. And so there will become a time, and there is a time right now, where there's some gray area. And so some attorneys say, well, there's a gray area. I'm not going to do anything at all. And that I don't think is the best approach. I think that we just want to be careful and be responsible. Our function as attorneys, in part, is interpreting how the law applies to a particular situation and being able to predict what the results are going to be. And we have a really good test that will help us in figuring out whether we've applied things right or wrong. That's our gut test our gut feeling. Um, so when you're looking to apply a particular rule, and there might not be specific guidance about that specific social media feature, you want to take a look at the rules and make a responsible analysis of how that rule applies to your particular situation. And your gut's usually going to tell you, oh, this is okay. Or it's going to say, I don't know, something's up here, and I'm not too comfortable with it. When that happens, you know that it's time to pause and ask for help, because what you don't want to become is the example that the bar associations will use when they're writing ethics opinions or prosecuting attorneys for violations of the ethics rules. Now, I don't want our listeners to think that bar associations are actively monitoring every attorney's social media profile, personal and professional, for violation of the rules. They're not. They don't have the time and resources to do so. It doesn't mean that it's the wild, wild west that you won't get caught. What usually happens is a competitor, an opposing counsel, or an unhappy former client will report your firm for doing something that they believe is a clear violation of the rules. And that's usually how it gets up onto the bar's radar screen. So be sure to not sit on the sideline just because not every answer is there. If that's the case, most businesses wouldn't be able to operate because there's no clear line on what they should or should not do in every circumstance. Instead, we use our power of analysis and reasoning to be able to do our best to apply the rules to a given situation. Get your gut feeling whether it feels good, and if it doesn't, be sure to seek help before you engage in that way. Awesome. I think that covers everything we were we were hoping to, to touch on. We talked about you know the strategy and planning a social media campaign, what the landscape in 2018 looks like, what to consider in terms of creating content and maintaining consistency, uh, how to build engagement on the platforms uh, and to do so with a strategic purpose, and then really the the ethics considerations. Ethan, did we miss anything in, the, in this conversation? Anything we, we should add? I think this was great. You know, there's so many different places that we could dive into from here. As you say, we could have spent an entire hour on strategy in and of itself. But I think that we've covered the gamut, you know, given our listeners a lot to consider and listen to. And uh, I've got no doubt there are going to be 
just flooding your Twitter inbox of, hey, I want to know more about this specific subject, and we can come back and do it all again. I think they'll be flooding your Twitter inbox. <laughs> uh, that's, you are who I would go to for social. But I will put a, uh, a link to your site and to your Twitter so people can find you. They can find your blog. Also, you mentioned you're, you're writing a new book. Tell me, tell me when that's coming out and what that's going to be uh, all about. Absolutely. This will be my seventh book on social media for lawyers. Previously, I've authored books titled The Social Media Guide for Lawyers that includes best practices for using social media for marketing. Coming out March 1st will be my newest book on how you can plan, prepare, and execute a social media marketing strategy for your law firm. So for now, check out socialmedialawandorder.com. You'll get the updates, blogs, ethics, learn about the new book, and hey, Maybe you even subscribe to my email updates so you can get these ethics alerts and marketing tips and updates directly in your inbox every couple of weeks. Awesome. Ethan, that, that was amazing. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Legal Marketing Studio Podcast. Thank you, Michael. Looking forward to becoming friends on Facebook. And thank you to our listeners who've joined us for this episode. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. The Legal Marketing Studio can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. And wherever you find us, please leave a like or a review. Extended content, including photographs and links, uh, particularly here for Ethan's blog and his new upcoming book and his Twitter and Facebook pages, uh, can be found on our website, legalmarketing.studio. Note that there's no .com. It is just legalmarketing.studio. The Legal Marketing Studio is a production of Picture More Business, a full-service corporate photography studio focused on the legal industry, based in Brooklyn, New York, and working with clients nationally. We'd love to explore collaborative opportunities. More information can be found at picturemorebusiness.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening.